Hello, welcome to the Did You Know Crypto Podcast, Episode 1, What is Blockchain? My name is Dustin Dreifurst, I'm your host today, and I'd like to thank you for your time. I know it's valuable and I appreciate you spending it learning about blockchain and cryptocurrencies, but especially doing those things with me. Blockchain is simple, yet revolutionary. In the coming decades, it will touch every aspect of your life, from your fridge and food to your car and your job. But 90% of this revolution will be silent, and it's going to be behind the scenes unless you look. Blockchain is, at its most basic, just a digital record book of transactions that have occurred on its network. That's it. Before we talk about key characteristics and really the kind of foundational characteristics of what makes up a blockchain, let's just do a step-by-step general overview of how a Bitcoin transaction works, since Bitcoin is really the original blockchain. So let's just say Jim wants to send Sue one Bitcoin for a car he bought from her. Jim inputs Sue's address into his wallet and presses send. That transaction is then transmitted to the network. The network is made up of people who run what are called nodes, which is basically just a computer with a complete copy of that blockchain or the record of all the transactions on that network. They will check and make sure that Jim has enough to cover that transaction. And if so, they tell everyone else in the network the transaction is good. Then all the network checks their copy of the blockchain to make sure that they are correct. When 51% of the network agrees that that transaction's good, it's sent into a pool of other verified transactions. A group of transactions are now bundled into what's called a block, hence the word blockchain, and it's locked with an unknown password. They call this a hash lock. Miners, who we'll get into those a little bit later, but we can just consider those people who verify these blocks of transactions. And they just try to guess at what the password is. The miner who finds the correct password tells the rest of the miners what that password is and verifies the transactions on the block and lets everybody else know that they're good or not good. If they're good, the rest of the miners are going to check his work. They're going to check that password, make sure that it also works for him or for them, and also check the transactions as well. The miner who solved the puzzle gets a certain amount of Bitcoin, and the block of transactions are then permanently written into blockchain and can never be changed or edited. And it may seem weird that miners play this strange game of guess who, but there's a reason for all this madness. And we'll go over in more detail what mining is and how it works in episode 7. But in short, the network wants to make it difficult for people to fake transactions. If the network makes it so that anyone can mine a coin, with the right hardware of course, the network will become decentralized, spread out, more secure. However, if the cost to become a miner was really cheap, there was really no barrier to entry, it'd be easy for bad people to spend a little bit of money to cause a lot of havoc by trying to push through self-serving fake transactions, i.e. try to make themselves rich by saying, I own 100,000 Bitcoin, right? By making mining difficult, requiring a minimum cost to enter, it makes it not really profitable at all to attempt what they call spamming the network. Now that we understand a little bit better the flow of a blockchain transaction, let's talk about the key characteristics of it. So I'm going to be reading the technical jargon definition, and then we will dive into what that really means in layman's terms. So don't be intimidated by them. I just want you to be aware of these industry terms so that you can recognize them in later podcasts if they're mentioned or any online discussions that you might come across. And also, before I start this explanation, 
I will caveat that there are multiple variations on what the key aspects of blockchain are, but this is my definition based on Bitcoin, the original blockchain. So the first characteristic is a decentralized or distributed peer-to-peer -peer network. The second is a public transaction ledger. The third is a rule-based independent validation of transactions. And the fourth, an algorithmic mechanism for reaching decentralized consensus. Now, once again, I know that sounds like a lot of technical jargon, so we're just going to unpack these one by one in layman's terms. So the first is, what is a decentralized or distributed peer-to-peer -peer network? To best explain this, let's use an example. A centralized network would be something like Wells Fargo. When Wells Fargo sends a transaction, it's done entirely within their own closed network. Basically, just like Vegas, what happens at Wells Fargo stays at Wells Fargo. In a decentralized network, there are thousands or millions of people who are running the network independently. There's no single point of failure. If I am running part of the Bitcoin network on my computer, let's say a node, as I mentioned earlier, and my computer gets hacked and my copy of the blockchain gets altered in some way, not a single Bitcoin user will be affected but myself. If Wells Fargo, their network gets hacked, potentially every Wells Fargo client could be affected. Centralized networks are always vulnerable since they operate as a single point of verification and thus a single point of failure. So in short, a decentralized network means that it's spread out all over the place and peer-to-peer -peer means that it's between people. There's no owner or employee. Everyone's equal on the network. Blockchain is a network with no central authority and its goal and purpose is to be spread out to as many people as possible. Next, what is a public transaction ledger? This means that the entirety of the ledger, i.e. the blockchain, is viewable to everyone. With Bitcoin, you can look at every single transaction from the very first to the most recent. You can read any of the dates within it and trace everything from what wallet it was sent to what wallet it was received at. If someone says that they sent you 50 Bitcoin last night, all you need to do is check the transaction ID, their wallet address, or your wallet address, and you can see if it's true. You can trace it from the moment that they sent it from their wallet to when it went through the network to wherever it ended up. Can you say the same for Wells Fargo? If you send $100 to your aunt via your Wells Fargo account to her Wells Fargo account, you couldn't follow that transaction from beginning to end. You could see where online, in your online banking, you initiated the transfer and the record in your account, but after that, all you know is that your aunt never received it. You're shut out from their network. You cannot follow this transaction from point A to point B and everywhere in between. Now, you can't see a thing until they finally get around to fixing the problem. With a public ledger, you can see exactly what happened within minutes or seconds. It's worthwhile to note that blockchains can be private as well, or a hybrid mix. There's all different kinds of new technologies that are coming out as businesses are moving more towards a hybrid or private model of blockchains, but this is just a general overview, so we're just going to stick to the public model. And finally, what is rule-based independent validation of transactions and the algorithmic mechanism for reaching decentralized consensus. Other than a mouthful of technical jargon, let's just go back. Remember the miners. This basically says that they have to follow a set of rules to function in the network and to earn the rewards of solving the blocks, and that their work has to be verified by others, and that by making the blocks hard to solve and providing that incentive to do so, i.e. that reward, 
this is going to help spread out that network to as many people as possible. When we talk about independent validation, what we're actually talking about is consensus. And this is a term that you'll hear a lot in the blockchain world. And this is one of the more powerful ideas that makes up blockchain technology. There are variations within different blockchain protocols, but this is the makeup of the classic blockchain or Bitcoin proof of work system. Consensus is how the network decides what is and is not a true transaction to be recorded forever in the blockchain. By spreading out copies of the blockchain to thousands or millions of verifiers, it makes it near impossible that a fake transaction can be forced into the blockchain. Everyone is checking everyone's work against the same book without any direct communication with each other. So to recap, a blockchain contains these key components. They are not centrally controlled. There's no CEO or owner of Bitcoin or a blockchain. It's a ledger or a record of transactions of data on that network that's public and open for anyone to look at and review. It's immutable. Transactions that have been verified and written into a block on the blockchain cannot be changed, edited, or deleted. And it's secured by decentralizing the verification of transactions amongst as large a network as possible, requiring majority vote to first verify individual transactions and then verify that a group of transactions will become a permanent and unchangeable record. An even easier definition is this. It's a digital public record of transactions that can never be changed, secured and verified by a group of people whose only boss is a set of rules that can also never be broken. And that's it. Now, I hope that I helped you understand the basics of blockchain technology a little bit better. And I know that it's a lot of technical jargon that I threw in there. And I would encourage you to continue your education and do your own research as well. Never trust one person, not even me, to explain something. Don't ever trust. Verify. Once again, thank you for your time. I know it's valuable and I appreciate you spending it on me. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You'll find all the podcasts, articles I've written on Medium, as well as all the social media links to contact me on didyouknowcrypto.com. That's didyouknowcrypto.com.